decline to walk the line. They tell me that I'm lazy. Worldly wise, I realize that everybody's crazy. Hello and welcome to the True Blood Authority, the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's True Blood television series. Tonight we're discussing season seven, episode three, Far to Hole. Directed by Lee Rose, written by Brian Buckner. Cecily, what did you think of this episode? I liked this episode. I dug it, too. I was disappointed by some of the things that happened, but overall, I liked this episode a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're not saying that you wished Alcide was dead. No, of course not, but it was well done, Mm. I guess. Okay. You're not saying that you wanted Matt, the friendly vampire, destroyed, right? Meeting the true death. Well, I wouldn't say that out loud, now that you <laughs> mention it. Uh, so, this, again, this episode's episode three, season seven, Fire in the Hole. We see Sarah Newland in a yoga studio. Go. Namaste. Namaste. Guru Tata. I thought, I actually briefly thought that I was watching the wrong show when this started up like this. What did you think? Okay, so when you realize that it was True Blood, which character do you think was going to be hidden in the in the yoga crowd? Because I knew there was going to be someone hidden in there. I had no idea who, but... Yeah, because I was like, well, it's daytime, so it can't be a vampire. Honestly, Sarah Newland was not on my Mm-mm. watch list. And it should have been because you were, like, <laughs> totally repping her hard. Exactly. That was my last great idea in the spoiler section. And it was just not at all on my radar for her to be in a yoga studio. Well, because that kind of hippie bullshit seemed to be something that Sarah Newland would be against. But I guess that's the point of going incognito. Oh, See, I figured Sarah Newland was just a social, spiritual, emotional chameleon that she could become whatever is needed to advance herself in the situation she's in. I suppose that's true. She's a she's a, a ladder climber. She's always looking to get uh, put her best foot forward, get ahead, use whatever it takes. I don't know anything about her before Fellowship of the Sun, but since then, she seems to hitch her wagon up to any horse oh, yeah. that'll pull. Oh yeah. If you get my drift. Oh, I do get your drift. Um, so no, I wasn't on that. Now, I feel like this does discredit the whole Sarah Newland's The Whistler, The Whistling Whistler. How does Whistler. that discredit it at all? Okay. They is... just brought her back as some sort of potential big bad, that seems. And there are Yakuza vampires looking for her. Sure. Six months later. Sure. Randomly. Because she's responsible for the true blood tampering. My God, they're probably pissed beyond all rational thought. Hmm. I got you there. No, I, I feel no, like... No, I get that they have a reason to look for her. I'm just saying, I'm just like, saying this this yoga studio does not exist in Bontom or a hundred mile radius of Bontom. Yeah, probably a five, a, probably a one state radius around Louisiana. Does this Pretty place sure not exist? Yeah, they don't have yoga studios in Louisiana. No, I'm not even sure. Fact. <laughs> Fact. No, I'm sure they have yoga studios. Oh. Not a yoga studio like this. No. This is some California shit. No. This is some Seattle shit. Yeah, there were a bunch of people who had just... This I mean, is not necessarily even people, in... But these were a bunch of people who had just finished finished a yoga sesh with a serious professional, and none of them were sweating. So No, this, guy, cool this guy can hover on his knees and spit yoga fire, as far as I can tell. He's the master. He's the best ever, and this this that kind of yoga master does not come to the heartland. I just don't feel like, and I, nor is he really welcome. That's true. Maybe we're thinking about it too much because he is dead now. Right. Yoga in Vantam would be taught by, you know, Debbie. 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 It would be taught by a Debbie or a Tammy, 
<laughs> or a Caitlyn. But yeah. it would not be taught by a Yogi Bear, let alone and this she guy. she would be telling y'all to tap into your chi. That's right. Focus on that chi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shall we move on we from shall. this scene? We shall. Eric's been sick for about a month, y'all, and it's super sad. He's just sitting there with his chest tattoo, feeling all mopey <laughs> about himself. Did they discuss why he wasn't feeding? Mm, well, that uh, I don't know. He just kind of... They do not at this scene, but much later. Uh, he's conciliatory towards Pam. He's like, congrats, you outwitted me. Uh, she drops the fact that Tara met the true death, which is this, much like the woman died, the just, confirmation of her death is just brutal slap to the audience face. Absolutely. I, and and I also, I, I have no idea where Sarah Newland is in space and time because they're just playing fast and loose to the timeline without giving us any indication they're doing so. Mm-hmm. So... We've been watching Pam. We so we've been watching like past Pam. Yeah, I guess Pam. Pam's a few weeks Pam. in the past. Out of nowhere, Eric flashes back to the '80s, and he's doing a French chick. We'll find out more about her later, which I have a lot of questions about. We meet Miss Flanagan for the first time through or, Eric's eyes, and it's awesome. Is it the first? Oh, first time through Eric's eyes. Eric's rocking this, his Bon Jovi hair. Do you remember Nan Flanagan met Bill in England when Bill was going through the punk rocker thing, which kind of seems like it might be about the same time. Hmm. That was yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, Do you that's think true. that she went to Bill first, and then, you know, she's making the circuits telling everyone to prepare for True Blood? That she, right afterwards she went to Eric. I'm just saying, Not I would matters, love, but I just like that the timeline is kind of. I'm just saying, I would have loved together. to seen the reaction that she got from. I would love to see her take tell that to Russell Edgington because I'm sure he would be far. I mean, how did they bring him to heel if they brought Eric Northman to heel? That a lot of Eric's mannerisms and stuff didn't seem to jive with the Eric that we've known for these past seven years, right? I mean, him having this mysterious love that... This seemed to be more exaggerated. It seems like... I feel like Eric's the copy of the guy who's like, I've only loved two women in my lifetime. And then literally he falls in love like every six months. But then when it's over, he's just like completely back to, I've never fell in love. I know. know, And then Pam continues to act surprised. Like this is only 20, well, I guess it would be 30 years ago now that... Eric had the greatest love of his life, and then yeah. he met Sookie. He's now the greatest love of his life, so does he do this every 20 years? And why is Pam still acting so disappointed in Eric? Yeah. For 81 years, that's the man she knew him to be. I know. This is like, <sighs> this is this is some kind of weird, like, almost role play they're doing. Like, it they is. get off on... You know, Pam was a madam when Eric and her met. Yeah. So it seemed like to be a very uh, whirlwind kind of love affair between the two of them so based on the grounds that they met you think that's the relationship she would expect in the future but maybe she's just jealous maybe she just always wanted it to be her i've just written this elaborate headcanon where that eric is secretly a romance junkie (laughs) but it's like you know sometimes those those men and women have this cuckold fantasy where the woman sleeps around and and with the husband's permission, but when she gets home, it's like, you know, they have this big thing where it's like, how dare you? And, you know, they kind of get off on that conflict aspect of it or the humiliation, whatever. Maybe that's Eric and Pam's relationship. He's this romance junkie and she loves to shame him for being that. So he gets to pretend like he's this cold, badass vampire. Then he can be a romance junkie. Then Pam can get off on shaming him and then he can get off on being shamed and then he can go back to being a butch vampire. That's elaborate. 
I, but I, I promised elaboration. <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take it. I like that. So, He's read one too many Harlequin romances. <laughs> this is what this show is. Oh, yes. Yes. If you had any doubt, the Iron Forge cock will dispel <laughs> it for you this this episode. Um, this is basically the True Blood backstory, right? I'm really not sure exactly why they have to go to each and every vampire and pitch the True Blood thing to them, but that's what they're doing. So I'm... I have such high hopes for the season. I should just tell you right now that I have such high hopes. Like, yeah. Alan, Alan Ball is back, uh huh, and they're setting these things up, and I'm making these. I mean, as you just heard, I'm making these elaborate connections in my mind. How it's trying to make sense, and it's going to come mm-hmm. back and be the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. And I also have a super theory that I'll hit you with later, but I just have such high hopes that if this season isn't perfect, I am just going to be crushed. <laughs> All right. Real talk here. Real talk. I've put way too I've invested way too much in this season already. This should be entertaining in a very circus, <laughs> high wire act type of way for the audience and for me too. Yeah. I'm now on pins and needles. I was kind of like low investment, just having fun. I'm terrified <laughs> yes. at how I'm going to pick up this wreckage. If 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 Alan Ball does not go balls to the wall <laughs> on this season, um, there so, could either be much vindication or much devastation. Let's, let's yank the this, choice is yours. Let's yank this train back on the track. Uh, Eric tells Nan, Nan Flanagan that she can go fuck off, and Pan's like, "Oh my god, the authority!" And he's like, "Yo, thousand year vampire, have I ever failed not to be badass?" This is again part of their romance shaming kink, <laughs> and she goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to see, you know, you don't fall in line with the authority, you fall in line with me. Got a little bit of an Eric Boner there. A little Eric Chubb. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Hmm. Uh, not not like I'm sexually attracted to him. I just like, no, you know, when, when dudes are like, you know, have the strong hand or they, they talk tough. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so talk misogynistic of you. <laughs> it doesn't Christ. have to be to a woman. It can be to a man. In fact... Oh shit! You this just is the prefer ult- it when it's to women. Okay. No, I was going to say I prefer it to men because they're stronger. And I was like, <laughs> no, what's happening to me? See, see. All right, we really need to yank this back on track by looking at Alcide's sexy bod in the next scene. <laughs> yes, let's let's turn the female gaze on. Uh, however, oh, you have more to say? No, Alcide's track pants. Yes, deliberately designed to look like he's sagging his underwear, right? Oh, absolutely. Also, I'm really disappointed they're not the breakaway pants with the snaps down the side. <laughs> You'd think that'd be ultimate werewolf convenience, oh right? Oh my god, you could reuse the pants forever. You wouldn't have to break them every time. Yeah. Or you wouldn't have to waste time kind of shimmy. You just basically grab them, raw, and turn into the werewolf in Ex- one fluid motion. Exactly. In the end, the werewolf's got the, the track pants in his snout. Just carrying just him around his mouth. Yeah. Just get him tied around his neck like a like a kerchief that a when kerchief. dogs get after they're freshly groomed. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's clutch. Thank yeah, you. and I was like, yo, man, why does Alcide's kerchief look like it's dragon? Is it designed that way? And it's a circle completes. Uh, oh. Yeah, he realizes Sookie's gone. How fast did your panties drop during the scene where he kicks in Bill's door all fear, uh, full of righteous werewolf fury? <laughs> oh, they didn't drop at all. They just simply disintegrated from, did they? Just, from pfft, just the stratosphere. Yeah. Wow. Now, was... my, my, my panties did not drop, but they no. kind of fluttered. You know, oh, okay. like when you go and when when you go on a big roller coaster and you feel that like that's, Marilyn Monroe standing over an air vent, just got a little a little breeze blew, blew through, blew through. <laughs> uh, no, he's fucking dynamic as hell. Oh, and he's so good, so badass. Yeah, and he's gonna tear this even though he has no chance, no prayer. If he had fifty of his brothers with him, 
No it's chance. cute that he wants to tear out. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah. And, and now maybe just... Bill had Hep V. Because apparently that's the great werewolf neutralizer. It's like the kind of dog that'll bark up a storm when someone, when your best friend comes over to your house, but it'll just hide in the corner ah, when yes. someone breaks in. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, let's so move. cute. Uh, so, okay. So what do you think about Alan Ball's fake pseudo reset button he's trying to push on bill Compton oh here. it's so much bullshit this whole like uh the vampire blood that was circulating <laughs> in my veins is no longer the same blood it was drained out of me sookie and so I'm, wouldn't a, it also be I'm a total true? different person with all my original thoughts and feelings <laughs> so but you can't hold it against me because i'm bill sookie <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! And then, then you got to kill Alcee to the, the steamroll this path. That's come on, so Alan! And you could see it in his face. Can I just go to this part? This, please. Well, she's sucking on his arm, and she's like, "Oh, boyfriend!" And uh, you can see it in Bill's face. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." I'm in active stealing my girlfriend back mode. Yeah. And he's just pure evil. What so if he's just telling... bullshitting her the way exactly. Eric did about that's... the silver to get him to suck on him the first time? That's my super theory, is that Bill is the big bad. He's right. secretly a giant at douchebag exactly. asshole. Some, it's going to come out on top for Bill this season. Uh, and... The final scene, as the audience, we're going to see that he's con Suki and she's going to live a life of misery. No, And that's not what's going to make us That's happy. where my theory comes back, <laughs> is because it's going back to that first episode where she says i want to help and she gives that big speech about uh-huh. whatever oh yeah i think the season's gonna end with Suki's self-sacrifice ultimately ending up in the redemption of the town i guess not redemption so much as the saving the town Suki's gonna die bill's gonna be the big bad maybe also die hmm i bill is the big bad has got a lot of legs but I, I kind of, I like the fact that What do you they... think about Suki sacrificing herself? Because she's a troublemaker. She always exacerbates things. I don't know if they die together. Honestly, no, I think... No, not together. I mean, just Suki dying. What do you think I'm about my Suki... Suki... Oh, I'm so fond of Suki dying. Okay. Honestly, right. I'm fond of Bill dying. I'm probably fond of Eric dying. I'm not fond of Pam dying. I kind of just want, like, Lafayette... Tara, which is apparently not going to happen mm-hmm. unless they find some way to cure a vampire. Unless and bring Tara back. lives inside of Lafayette for the rest of their lives. That would be kind of sweet. And I hope they spin that show off. Like a ghostly <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers? Fuck oh, yeah. 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 Can, I, okay. can I sign up for that? Yes, please. Um, I forget my list of characters, but there's there's a couple characters I'd be bothered. Jason, I'm strangely like, I'm totally cool with Jason. Alcide was another table flipper, but he's dead now. So I flipped all the tables I can flip. Yeah. Um, Sam, I fuck Sam. I think he's an asshole. I'm over him. Have been for a while. Um. So anyway, that's how we feel about all the major characters of True Blood. What about Arlene? We didn't cover Arlene. I don't give a shit about Arlene. You don't give a shit about Arlene. I don't care about her. I kind of care about her babies, though. <laughs> I don't want any harm to come to them. No. But maybe. Uh... Yeah. Whatever happened to that psychopath murder baby? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Andy and. Uh... I do like uh, Andy's. What what the hell is a head witch? Holly. Holly. I like I like Andy's an idiot, but Holly's got a good head or shoulder. She's a fantastic mom. Yeah. What do you think about Wade? They have just Adeline's one big super family. What? What do you think about Wade and Adeline's relationship? <sighs> are we there yet? Yes, that's actually where we are. Wade and Adeline are in jail, and they. It's it's a thing. It's um. You know, I came back around on this, and I thought about our discussion from last week. Uh huh. The reason I find step siblings getting together creepy is because of cruel intentions i have this deep 
you know, like seed in my memory of cruel intentions. Do you remember the movie with Sarah Michelle Gellar? No. <laughs> I mean, I know of the movie. I've oh, never really? seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? I've never seen it. No. Huh? Okay. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe are step siblings. He's probably rated R, right? Oh, yeah. That's a period of time when I was deeply re- a Jehovah's Witness and would not count in some Oh, rated yeah. R movie. No, it was super not bad. Not even for a joke, even. folks. That's, that's true life. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Reese Witherspoon make out, and there's like strings of spit. It's gross. Oh, wow. But Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar are step siblings, and she's always teasing him with having sex with her. It's so creepy. Okay, well, that's creepy. Yeah, so I'm just. I find step sibling kind of relationships sort of creepy, but this is a weird case in that they met. Like three weeks ago. Before they when even. She was a baby. And they're not even step. They're Andy and Holly no, are married. No, they're not married. And. No, I mean, I've. I've changed my position since then, is what I'm saying. Really? I still think it's kind of creepy. Yeah. But not in a, like, morally defensible way. I mean, it's kind of like, I just kind of icked out about it, but I probably can't stop you. I can't think of any rational reason you shouldn't. It's just creepy what y'all do. It's not the choice I would make. It's not the choice I would make. (laughs) Personally? It's it's maybe a choice you'll regret later, you know, at family reunions and such. I will certainly be praying for you. Right? Anyway, Andy busts in, frees him. Next scene is Sam uh, confessing to the Reverend about the frozen pizza family. And the Reverend's like, dude, I just, I'm just pretending to be a Reverend because this drunk chick got in my car one time. <laughs> That's right. It seemed to work. <laughs> it seemed to work. Uh, we're going to be talking about that later. Uh, but anyway, he's like, you know, you can't be afraid of death. I do like some of this. Some of this shit is like soup, you know, uh, chicken soup for the human soul, but it is still kind of words of wisdom. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, uh, a life living in anticipation of death, no life at all. Getting philosophical, drop some MFers in church again. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, uh, this is my brand of Christianity here. You see uh, Matt back there? Matt the vampire back there? Just Yeah, I know. He's just like, checking. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, is so, this is so beautiful, y'all. Uh, Letty Mae comes in, acts a total fool. Reverend throws all their asses out, as well he should. Did you see Willa go to leave? No. Where what? did she go? I don't I mean, I He don't kicked know. him out, and then, you know, Sam and Matt got in the car, and then went on to the next scene. And then Willa went to leave, and then he went to restrain Letty Mae. Right. I don't know. No, I feel like I that she she, she hang house. around. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess they just kind of hung around in like the smokers lot. And, <laughs> and just... Willow was like, "I know you told me to leave, but I don't really have anywhere to go." Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you're supposed to be protected by me, technically. <laughs> technically. Technically. Actually. Super fucking mainstream. Matt, the friendly vampire, uh, is driving home with Sam. <laughs> How when... convenient we learn his name right before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> when the townspeople stop him. Uh, they shoot Matt when he he takes a front at them calling him the F word, the other F word. And they threaten Sam before he flies like an eagle or <laughs> epic, a barn owl. Epic fail mayor has declared himself, you know, the mayor of the by town. By fiat. <laughs> or actually a... by military kids. Uh, uh, no shit, military coup <laughs> in Bontom. Yep. This is like some third world... <laughs> crazy shit and this warlords is the time. warlords are holding this united states town <laughs> only when sam sam's own life is threatened not that of his uh girlfriend and child does he decide to turn into an owl and- that's right <laughs> yeah i need to book it i need to i need to achieve my maximum velocity <laughs> yeah you're right he didn't he, fucking slow no. poke it out with the collie <laughs> he just 
gone. Boom. They didn't even have time Faster to Faster than a speeding bullet, literally. <laughs> he turned into a speeding bullet at the end. They cut away <laughs> before that happened. You know, he acted really... The, the way he treated Matt's dying... God is, damn it, that was so annoying. It's like, you know how you're walking around your house and your house closed and then somebody squirts you? Yeah. And it's just like, so it's like, oh, God damn it, God, now I'm fucking a little moist. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you're just acting pissy. Yeah. That's the way he acted when they just casually killed Matt. Yeah. And I loved it. It's like, mm. oh, damn it, why? <laughs> I just why learned his name, that? God damn it. Do you know how long it takes me to learn new people's names and put them to faces and shit? I'm a very selfish person. I'm so busy. <laughs> Jason and Violet talking. He wants to have a baby with her. And she's like, what the fuck? It's been six months, brah. She says, what is all this mangina sprouting out of you? He And talks a whole bunch about masculinity and warrior. And he's like, hey, I can think and I can feel. You know, one out of two ain't bad, I guess. And I can still fuck and be a badass where I'm a modern man. She says, uh, you know, I fell in love with a guy who's a warrior and who had an iron forged cock. <laughs> Not sure if she's up on recent advances in metallurgy, but she could have gone with steel forged <laughs> cock. She could have gone with, like, I don't know, titanium. Yeah, iron just seems like rust. Yeah, it's just way. rust and it's brittle. You don't want to be fucking nah. with that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nah. So you need, to, you need to up your metallurgy game there, Violet. Uh, <sighs> then Jessica. Now that is them showing men how to be... I don't know. That seems sort of it's an a weird, ass backwards. It's a thing weird to do. debate between a quote unquote modern man and uh But that's the thing is that she seems like to be the epitome of a modern woman. She's very strong and independent and she took control in her relationship with her and Jason and was very firm and direct with him. And then for her to sit there and say that I want you to be this and this strong man is just Seems kind of backwards to me. I don't know because I feel like that part of that was that she is from a time where maybe, and God, I might be getting in all kinds of trouble. But this is how I improve. This is how I become a better person, y'all. I piss off Cecily. <laughs> she puts me in my place, oh and my then, God, then I does. learn. Uh, so she might be pining for that days of male dominance how... on some level. Maybe it's a purely sexual thing. Maybe it's just, a, just in the bedroom or maybe it's just in the house where that makes her feel personally secure. <laughs> I can't judge her for that. Well, I mean, how long has it been, really? I mean, look at her. She's the most badass chick on the show. She is, and she's trying to find a man who she feels comfortable to submit to. Oh, my God. It's a real thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying like submission, like like in a slave fashion. I'm talking no. about like psychosexual kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Like she has to respect the man that she's going to let her. I mean, look at what she I did. I mean, she maybe did this... I could buy into that. They hadn't already had sex. I mean, Jason was like the extremely submissive, like boyfriend he never oh, I is. I guess they did have sex after. And then as soon he as told he. told her we're going to fuck for fuck's sake. As soon sake. as he turned it around, she got all fangy and they banged. And now she's saying she doesn't want him to go back. To that other thing is she wants him to live up to the potential that she's revealed. I don't understand all it right, all. I'm just saying, fine. like, can we judge her for expressing no, those thoughts? No, that's fine. If that's the relationship they have, then that's fine. I'm just saying. There's there's that... chicks that get super, super into a a, a a femi dude, you know? It's like there's different sexual polar- polarities and fits for everybody. Oh, absolutely. I'm just, all right. So you didn't, so you were surprised by her rather unenlightened take. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that I buy. I was. I find it. It's weird that they're kind of retconning her into a more conventional 
masculinely feminine role. Yeah. Jason is so susceptible to glamoring that fucking dumbass, mouth-breathing, non-vampire humans like Andy Bellflower can glamour him. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'll tell you what, Jason, a man's not a man without a family. A man without a, you know, <laughs> a man's not a man without a family. Yes. And then he Re- goes on. Reek, it rhymes with meek. Yes, he's completely <laughs> rebooted his personality. And now he's this guy. Yeah. And that's, eh, that's, a little, that's a little weak. All right. All right. Shall we move on? Oh, yeah. what is the... So, oh, no. Jessica and... And Violet are going, are going to have a showdown probably over Jason this season. I'm kind of looking forward to it. And, you know, that's the it. other thing. Why is she so jealous? Shouldn't she be more secure in, like, Jason's mind kind of thing? Why would she be so jealous of Jessica? Because, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there again, it's a further retconning her into more of a f- insecure character. Yeah, like, make her so outwardly violent. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. kind of gross to me. It did. There's just something, oh, something about it is just off. I can't really put a f- my finger on it. Right on. Um. I like how she calls her Pollyanna. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that call out was really great. Uh, good to see Lafayette getting his groove on in the next scene. We haven't seen him That's really funny. just get down with his bad self. That's since... exactly what you look like when you dance drunk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's when you're sober, too. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> there's no good look for that. Um, Lafayette, uh, James stops by, wants to smoke up some more. Lafayette don't got that. What he do have is pills and some life advice. Uh, so James and Jessica, surprise, surprise, have problems. What? Uh, and uh, he's wondering if uh, he should even be in this relationship, and Lafayette is wanting to pick up what Jessica's putting down, suggests a twofenol. Twolenol? What the hell kind of fake drug is this? Twolenol? Twolenol? They should have just gone with the, uh, what's the thing that they had in the Jeffrey? They should have just gone with the Jeffrey from, what is that, get him to the rock? I don't know, I kind of half... Get him to the Greek. I kind of half Googled it, and it seems like it might have been a sleeping pill. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it like a double dose of Rufinol? I don't know. Oh, see, that's the thing. I'm not, a, I'm not a big... I said I half Googled. Oh, and that's the thing. I'm not a big drug guy. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I didn't know the heroin was horse until I watched Orange is the New Black this I season. I do know a lot about a lot of different drugs. I did have a friend who... You had a friend who had a friend? I did. I had a friend who had a friend. And they play this really well for being, I don't know. On pills and drunk and high at the same time. I don't know what it is. I like. What do you think about Lafayette when uh, James is like, you know, vampires can't swallow pills, and he like uh, just sprinkles drugs from every bottle of oh, his mouth Jesus and says, "I'll Christ. do the swallowing." By the way, kids, I am so scared. My sphincter shrunk up. So <laughs> and Uncle Aaron, if you want to experiment in drugs, fine, okay, because there's nothing I' going to say or your parents or anybody going to stop You're you. You're an adult. Just please. <laughs> Do some fucking research. Do not do this Lafayette shit. Because it will kill you if you yeah, just mix shit up like that. It's no. not. You're not badass. It's it's You're playing Russian roulette with your body and your mind. Christ. Get on Arrowwind or whatever and do some fucking research. Do okay? your research. Absolutely. Read other people's. <sighs> I find it. it's almost. I, I actually kind of got angry because I felt like it's socially irresponsible. Like there's some shit. It, it contributes to ignorance and the culture. And some ignorance is particularly dangerous. It's true. That Don't fucking mix your drugs up. I've seen people do that in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's scary shit. And it works until it doesn't anymore. Right. And I also have a lot of friends who are dead because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so... So just don't do it. Don't do it. Just say just say no to fucking mixing drugs you have no idea what are. Um, 
Maybe just don't do pills. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that. And but again, drugs. they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to you. Just, just no, they're you know, not. Do, do, you, do your fucking but research. You can kids. take my my recommendations. Uh, Hep V Vamp's got to eat. If a doctor made it, God forbade it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hep V Vamp's got to eat. They got to eat every hour on the hour, so they got to go hunting, and they're going to bring the uh, witch along that thinks she's Harry Potter for food. Not much of this scene is kind of, you know, the witch plot fizzled. It did. I was... It fizzled, y'all. I'm kind of disappointed. The Arlene's not going to get to save the day. Arlene hasn't had her time yet. She will come back. All right. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. She has children. <laughs> Babies. Aaron. Um, This scene of Sookie and Bill in the tree. Sookie oh in the ground God. and Bill in the tree. B-A-I-T-I-N-G is one of the stupidest things I've seen in True Blood history, and that's saying a lot. I rolled my eyes so hard. Two occasions this episode, I got the really heavy eye roll. This was Okay, one what's of the them. point of Bill hiding in the top of the tree if they're, they're just going to keep talking loudly to each other? Especially since vampires have super fucking oh normal my... senses. And that's the thing is, hilariously, he got the, he, he got the word sucky out before he was way <laughs> late at the end of this episode. And I'm like, this is exact... It's exactly how I thought it would go down in my head. Exactly. And I'm like, that's so fucking lame, so I'm going to call bullshit when he does some ninja shit. No, it went down exactly how I was afraid. So, yay that it was as stupid as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, they're not trying to fool us. We made it to the next episode, so that's good. But on the other hand, it's like... Another reason why I think that Bill might be the big bad there. (laughs) Because he's just like, yeah, okay, dumbass. Yeah, he's just like, you are so stupid. Oh, you want me to take you out in the middle of the woods? Sure. Sure, all right. That's a great idea. Sharpen a stick and jab it in your arm. Let Sookie do whatever she wants, and that's how (laughs) she comes right back into my arm, is by making her think that it's her idea. It's reverse glamouring. (laughs) Oh, this it lays it on thick because she's like, I want you to bring Alcide and everybody because the last thing I need is anyone else dying because of me. Oh, it's so funny if it didn't involve uh, Alcide. And then, speaking of trifling, (laughs) she pours her heart out to her former boyfriend about her current boyfriend. Uh, But Suki, friends talk to each other about each other's current lovers. This is bullshit of the highest order and i think i i'm fully on board the bill being the big bad tell me what i can do to win your heart back yes exactly tell me every way that he is deficient so i may magnify my strengths to you uh that's <laughs> <laughs> how we did it in the south uh but jesus where was i at uh i will say though being a telepath in a relationship would suck so hard because you would instantly know how much they love you you know, the, the all the little small lies you tell each other every day to kind of make life work. It's just... Yeah. And she prefers a relationship with someone like Bill or Eric where she can just blatantly lie to their face and know about it, but don't have to read their mind to know. <laughs> mm, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I think that's the appeal because, you know, she all but said, I'm too good for everyone I meet because I guarantee, you know, if we were all telepaths, the things we would think about each other when we first met would probably be pretty gross and or scary especially if it's a one-sided thing you didn't know that you, you know but people can read my mind mm-hmm. it's you know very first person she can't read the mind she falls in love with mm-hmm. not a coincidence is mm-hmm. all i'm saying mm-hmm. 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 uh jason can't reach sookie he's all worried they find sam's abandoned truck uh the townsfolk apparently just camping out at that point at the road all damn night long must be the big choke point in town it's the main it's it's main street <laughs> <laughs> in Bon Tom. 
Uh, they hijack him and uh, kind of goes down before where yeah, Jason lies kind of convincingly to protect the uh, location of Adeline and Wade. He says, oh, well, if you guys want to go ahead and un and unlock uh, Adeline and Wade's cage or no, jail cell. Jason was kind of badass here. And also Violet took note. They kind of cut it away of her Everyone noticed moistening. Him yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, that whole line about that was all. But then Miss Thorntonberry, Hoyt's mother. What's her name? Maxine Fortenberry. Maxine Fortenberry. She opens up her fucking ignorant mouth and she shoots Jessica. And Violet then rips her gut out, it seems like. And the town's hey, men disperse. If only you... Matt knew that, he could have ripped a spine. Exactly. If, do you think... Matt just began to say a word before everyone just opened fire into his chest. Sure, and he right. Now, hey, what a. But Violet could go and rip Maxine's heart out and just like taunt her with it. And nobody dis- nobody wants to shoot when there's an actual threat. Nobody is prepared to shoot her. So they were intimidated by Violet and that saved her, is what you're saying, in a way that they weren't with mainstream Matt. I guess so. The Matt stream. Yes. Okay, uh, I'll buy that. Uh, let's see. Jessica can't heal. We find it kind of got confirmed. Uh, we got a lot of good takes, uh, Buster chops on that in the feedback section. Violet chases down Rocky, uh, AKA the slightly dumber kid of Holly, I guess. Rocky. Yeah. Slightly more mob susceptible, <laughs> slightly less getting down on your sister and her stepsister. Uh, eight, uh, hep V's this whole time are converging on the area and we see them pick off a few of the female towns folk. That scattered from the mob when Violet did her stomach ripping out. Uh, Lafayette and James are partying. They're all fucked the past. <laughs> I'm just blowing through. Just stop me. Stop me when you get something you want to no, talk I'm about. I'm just going to watch you. Al, there's this, all these like 30-second scenes of people doing stuff. Like Al Seed and Sam <laughs> literally... Just, Sam flies down and Al Seed wolfs up and they, they morph naked in naked. Conference. They're like, what are you doing here? Nothing. What are you doing? Let's run off together. That's some assholes. And that's it. Can't load their guns. All right. The townsfolk come and try to shoot him and they run off. Um, Suki starts sharpening his steak. She's complaining that she thought she smelled. I thought I smelled, smelled special. She's talking about waiting for this ravenous mob to show up and claim her blood is like waiting at the drop zone and... <laughs> Uh, whatever, Six Flags. You know that Kings Island is open on, uh, during Halloween time? Of course I do. It's open at night. Fear Fest, baby. Yeah. What about it? I'm just saying that it, it seems plausible that Bill or some vampires would have ended up at a, uh, Six Flags or Kings Island or something. To be That'd fair. Be interested to see. To be fair, I would think Bill is the last vampire that would do that, because he's just... Old world, old timey by vampires. That's true, standards. but I just like to think about vampires going to amusement parks like that. Yeah, it's just cutting lines so easy. <laughs> Why does Bill feel so old timey compared to Eric? Because Eric feels fairly contemporary in most of his outlook. I mean, every once in a while he talks about I, his I, Viking nature. I but... think it's because Bill's not that old. I also uh, think Bill spent a lot of time being. No, you know what? That's not true. Lorena made him go to parties and do all sure. kinds of modern functions throughout the ages. I feel like I don't know. Maybe something. It's right. Know. He's he's too young to have that kind of like timeless affectation. I also think it's really interesting that Pam has a southern accent when they've spent so much time traveling the world, and she can speak Norse and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, with a terrible southern accent, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, anyway, the one good thing about the scene is it falls into a pretty sweet scene of Bill with his family. 
taking a picture before he goes off the war. Um, why does Bill get the funky camera treatment? Like this is specifically cameras of this day had this effect. <laughs> We're not, they're, they're, we're not going to do it to Eric's Just Swedish... for this small period of time in the 1860s. Yeah. 1986 doesn't have any crazy walleye. <laughs> there's just like fisheye and sepia tone, and that's all they had back then. For, there's like a five-year stretch where the cameras were all fisheye, sepia tone, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. It's um, so fucking distracting, man. It is. But did you know that uh, when Eric was first turned into a vampire... All they had was just fog all the time everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's true. The entire world was just covered in fog. Fog and werewolves. Fog and werewolves. <laughs> and, and Viking fog and tents. Werewolves. That was the only things that kept the werewolves at bay. Uh, by the way, I think Bill scammed this dude somehow. There's a lot of fast talk, double talk about extra plates and charges. and. No, I think it was just the old-timey Fortenberry's just hosing people down like oh, they do. That was She's like, was... yeah. I'll take another picture, but it's going to cost you. <laughs> uh, they both screwed, thought they're screwing each other. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Uh, Sookie's cutting her own damn self with a sharpened wood steak. I bet that feels real good. She announces she tastes like uh, sunshine and flowers. Do they get jumped in the scene or does that happen later? That happens later. No, yeah, it happens a couple scenes later. This is just her being stupid. Yeah. Um, Reverend cool. and Willa feeding. This was the other. Wasn't sure I'd exceed the structural rating on my eyeballs for rolling. <laughs> They're trying to whitewash Letty May, the homewrecker. They are, and the Reverend for you know wrecking his own home, I guess. So, which wife were they talking about? How many times is this guy getting married? How many of his <laughs> wives are dead? How many new towns has he okay, moved to with new is, identities? I'm going dark with this. You this bet your is, ass. Yeah, this is what I gleaned from it, okay? Okay. He had a wife. They had approximately 12 children together. The last one died. He said, fuck it. And he left <laughs> town, and he's like, I'm never coming back. He pulls up in this hick-ass bon tomb, and he sees Letty May, the finest-looking drunk-ass hoe. <laughs> Holding, the clutching church, a Jack Daniels bottle. a Captain Morgan bottle. And he says, yes. This is a good idea. <laughs> and he picks her up. <laughs> and he takes her home. I'm about, no, I'm hitting the bullshit buzzer says, five different times in this story. And he says, no, nay, this woman <laughs> saved me. Yeah, right. I didn't save her. You're both wrong, technically. Um, some fake-ass voodoo saved Letty May, and the writers in season seven saved your dumbass, Reverend. I am not buying any of this shit nope, at any nope, level. Nope, and nope. and and I feel like they know it, right? That this this has to be them playing this for laughs. Because Willa has got his arm in his mouth the whole time and she's emoting the hell out oh of her God. eyes. <laughs> like she's she's got this enormous hot dog that she's eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. and just this this absurd soliloquy i busted out laughing after my eyes recovered from rolling so hard Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we find out that letty may is addicted to literally everything she's she's got disease from the crack rock to that hot cock she's got it on lock (laughs) yeah yeah no she yeah that's the thing it's like you know she's addicted to drugs pills gambling sex I like to keep her addicted to the sex, so your so vampire you gotta ass go. gotta go. <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, I'm fine with being her drug. That's cool. 
Oh my God! God will protect why him. Why did he? Why did he rescind her invitation like that? She didn't put up a fight. She's like, yeah, I understand. I get it. And then he rescinds her invitation. She's like, wait, let me get my purse, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's right. Myself. Ah! <laughs> um, no, that's a good point. I think he did it because he thought Willow was a good enough person that Letty May was like, you know, at the window. But that's the thing. Like, Letty May will reinvite her ass a second from now. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you're, you're right. It's just, it seems like a human dick move. Yeah, you guys bit. haven't saved each other. You've become codependent, and it's unhealthy. Please stop. <laughs> uh, James and Lafayette. Uh, James thinks Lafayette's OD'd because he did just fucking mix every pill in his pill cabinet. And True Blood staff is desperately trying to get us to buy this. Yeah. Oh, oh, riot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're trying to kill Lafayette, but they're like, nah, I'm just kidding. We'll kill it. I'll see it instead. <laughs> <laughs> Put you to sleep, and then wow. Um, Lafayette wants to know, first of all, Lafayette, a, a sleep sweater. Sleep sweater. Good to know about him. He's, he's very like a moist sleeper. He's a moist sleeper. Uh, he's like a newborn baby. Just, you Aww. know, second his eyes flutter sleep, he just starts sweating. Um, wants to know, is James grooving on him? You can't James, say it like that. Huh? You can't say it like that. Is James grooving on him? Is James grooving on me? Is you grooving on me? Is you grooving on me? <laughs> uh... Well, now I'm all fucking distracted. Uh, James is like, I, uh, ooh, uh, ooh. And Lafayette's like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And he's like, no, it's not that. I'm grooving on you, but I'm with Jessica. And, and... I'm a man of my word. Yeah. Doesn't that give you a... So he's going to probably break up with Jessica because him and Jane, uh, Lafayette's chemistry is too so. good. Mm-hmm. And I don't like him and Jessica. I think it's all bullshit. Lafayette is so cool in the face of rejection there. He really is. He's uh, maybe he's... it's just the drugs he's on. Those are great drugs. I also like his. Kids. I also like his. Hey, you're gonna have to take some responsibility here because I'm gonna still call you lover. So if you be coming around, I'm gonna still be mm-hmm. trying to tempt you, and that's on you. Mm-hmm. That's on you. You mm-hmm. want to do this bullshit game, friend? I ain't gonna play that. Why didn't Lafayette let James spend the night? Didn't he? He had to have. No, James came and knocked at the door while Lafayette was dancing the next day. Well, the next day, I figured that he was probably... Oh, you're right. He would stay there tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, people just being dicks to vampires left and right and up in this joint. Mm-hmm. Man, dig the guy a hole in the backyard, let him stay. <laughs> oh, anyway, maybe that's what he did. He he dug a hole in the backyard and let him stay, but he had to dig himself out. This next scene is Pam <laughs> crushing the red velvet in crushed red velvet. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better than me. My description of getting Thank some you. of that that's French. Why, that's why I interrupted some you. of that French poussé she's always going on about. <laughs> um, I love so then a bunch of uh, samurai and suits come in and things get real. I do love Eric's. You know he's having sex with his special lady friend and Pan's like Eric and he's like Jesus fucking Christ, Pam. I love that because everybody's been there, before, right? No. I don't know in that particular situation, but everybody's been like in doing something. They're really enjoying. They're in the middle of it, and some person is going to interrupt this with some trivial bullshit. You mean like eating a cupcake? If you, yeah, in the middle of eating a cupcake. Jesus for fucking Christ! Yeah, okay. I just brought that feeling back with within myself. Uh, are these guys vampires? Because otherwise, I'm not sure why Eric is shitting his pants. Because I've seen this man rip ten guys' heads off in the space of a tenth of a second. Yeah, they must be. I got to figure they got to be Japanese vampires, which is very cool. 
a crazy 88 vampire clan. I'll I'll sign up for that. <laughs> Tarantino just had an orgasm. That's his he next did. movie. He's like, why didn't I think of that? Vampires. Yeah. So they put him on a uh, a Morton's fork to borrow Fargoism, and he says, "You gotta you gotta kill either your human lover or Pam." He chooses Pam to survive. Again, uh, I do buy, but Eric, is I don't this get that it. kink thing they got going on? Like hundreds. Oh, of the romance have shame. Died. Yeah, the, exactly. The the ro- oh, it's a snuff. They add snuff at the end of it too. That's part yeah. of the optimal romance shaming. Yeah, this is and this is not the first person to die naked and humiliated tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Eric Northman. No, right? No. Who the not. what the uh, this is okay. worse than him dying of Hep B. Broken and alone and silly. Here's this the, is just being stupid. Yeah, here's the question I had. And that was, this is 30 years ago. Eric's been alive for a thousand. You're telling me that he... A girl he met 15 minutes ago? Yeah. And then a girl. Then later on, a girl he meets two seconds he's, ago, he yeah, falls in he love with Yeah, he seems so like boyish and naive. And then when you meet him at the beginning of True Blood, he's this, you know, this hardened bar owner. <laughs> So yeah, right? he is. He's sitting on his throne. Yes, made out of the Laker girls, and I like tell me you've learned that much life experience in the last thirty years as opposed. To the only, the are they saying that he 70. actually was closer to being this dude, and then he right has been in a funk ever since this French piece got killed? Oh, you know what? That's right. But the thing is, is that kind of retcons pam and his relationship because they both talk about how what the thing they admire most each other they're a bunch of hard asses yeah vampires don't talk about that like in the last last five years you've been you've been a hard ass boss i like that (laughs) i'm liking that hard ass look this is something you've had to rep for a human lifetime before vampires start to take you serious vampires i don't know what (laughs) word i'm using over here vampire (laughs) (laughs) i cannot say the word vampire I don't know. It baffles me how uh, inconsistent they've been. Pam, back in the future, snapping back. No, wait. You skipped what, wait, the uh, whole... Who? No, you didn't. No, I mean, the Yakuza said, hey... Choose between Pam and Sylvie, and he chose Pam. You said the fuck off about this True Blood thing, and you're being... You know, you're 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 jeopardizing your profits, so you got to get in line and be more discreet and quit being Eric fucking Northman. Maybe that's why he's depressed. They They put the damper on him. Maybe that's why, yeah. That's why they he got the suddenly big... had to start paying taxes and get a job and shit. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. He's become a vampire Republican. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pam wonders if he contracted on his purpose. He said nope, but he did go on living with the devil may care attitude. <laughs> what a lie! And this is just a total weird. Uh, became like an AIDS thing. Like you know, vampires with the proper medical treatment right. are living longer and longer, and, and they're working on a cure. He's using and... unprotected sex. With the un uh, the devil may care attitude is what I got out of that. Yeah, it's interesting that there's still um, I don't know. I mean, the world's changed a lot in seven years, and True Blood probably has played a teeny tiny portion, uh, you know, of of changing our society. Oh yeah, towards this. So so, but it also feels kind of weirdly anachronistic in this year to be talking. And maybe I'm I, mean, I don't know. Do you agree? Whether it feels weird for them to make this parallel at this point in time. Like if they remade Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Antonio Banderas and... uh... Well, I will say that I don't think we're there yet. We're not at 100% um, awareness. No, that's true. all of where we should be. 
I mean, Jesus, Indiana got the right to have gays married and then taken it back the, the next day. 24 hours, <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, we're not quite there yet. So, uh, that's fine. Okay. I guess you're right about that. I just feel like maybe, like, AIDS awareness seems to be much further along in society's acceptance track than gay marriage. There's a lot of people that, like, you know. Well, no, I don't think so. Because... You don't think so? Because that's like a, like homosexuals get AIDS and homosexuals deserve AIDS. It seems like much more of a fringe position than I don't believe gay should marry. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's I'm what I say. I'm just talking about the disease itself. I mean, it's all over the so, world. So like when they're talking, when they're doing rampant, it's just, uh, yeah, just unnecessarily. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, AIDS is, you know, a, just overtaking is, Africa. It's no joke, number one, right. in, in, in the first world, but in the areas that don't have the medicine and technology necessary, it's, right. it's a, it's a genocide. Yeah. So, but that's not the point they were making either. No, it's not. So you're right. It does seem like a good idea, but it's way off point. I don't know, but it, but in the way they did it, it kind of felt, and I feel like I'm really hating on this episode when I really liked it. Right. But I do feel like it, the way they did it was this kind of like almost too cute way somehow that's wound up. Oh being yeah, a little... by calling it a devil may care attitude. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly. Wow. But anyway, uh, she begs him. She damns him. He's he, lost his taste for he's oysters. He's lost his taste for oyster. He obviously should go back to sausage and see how that <laughs> works. Don't kill yourself, dude. Come on. Uh. Then he gets admitted. He talks about all the things that have been, you know, harping on him. He talks about, you know, losing Godric. He's still all upset about that. And Sookie, he mentioned some other person, Nora, his sister. Oh, right, Nora. So he's he's suffered a lot of loss, including the whole Sookie thing. Uh, and it's and taken Sylvie. a lot out of him. You said Sookie, but you mean Sylvie, right? Sylvie and Sookie, because he acknowledged he goes, yeah, and yes, Sookie too. And he lists the people that Sylvie. Silky, <laughs> I like that one better. Okay. Uh, none of this impacts him, but then as she starts to walk out, she kind of back stiffens. She's like Sarah Newland, and then instantly Eric's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, and she's like, "Yeah, Jason, let him live. He didn't." Yeah, and and he's all about finding her and killing her now. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see sad mopey Eric sitting on the sidelines. However. He's also not at 100%. Are we going to see him on some No, we'll get sad, mopey Eric right in our faces for the next eight episodes. Well, this is going to be like the Archer's sequence where he went on his chemotherapy rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Where the whole time he's undergoing chemo and he's losing his hair and he's vomiting. Mm -hmm. But he's also having Lana drag him around as he kicks people's ass. I feel like that. She, you know, Pam's Lana, Eric's Archer. We're going to get the chemo. We're going to get the Hep V rampage. <laughs> and I can't wait. All right. I would like to see that. Uh, speaking of Sarah Newland, she's fucking the yogi. We talked about a lot about this. The Japanese swordsman come, and uh, because he sent her to the wine cellar, she escapes their wrath, but he refuses to give her up to them. And this and is where we beheaded. figure out the, the Yakuza guy is... Must be a vampire. Must be a vampire, because it's been... 30 years. 30 years, yep. And he looks not a day younger, That's not true. a day older either. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. So I'm I'm betting vampire. Well, it's the only thing that makes sense with Eric too, because mm-hmm. Eric's no joke. I said that like three times this podcast. <laughs> no joke. Uh, the heavies come and ambush Sookie, and it becomes a total shit show, just like you'd think it would. Uh, the <laughs> the only thing that saves the day is Andy and Jason showing up and. With like Walking Dead crack shot accuracy, destroy all the Hep V's. Yeah, and they shoot them so in just Alcide, the right angle so that they all explode on her. <laughs> right, Alcide gets a throat rip in. 
uh, of the vampire. That's that's good to see werewolf rack up a kill. Uh, Bill gets up and he starts laying into Bill, justifiably. Oh, so. he's all sweet to suck and he's like, "Don't open your mouth." So just nod your head. Just come wash your face. And just making him seem like this super good guy. Yeah. It makes you want to throw up because he's about to die. Right. Yeah. I also think that was part of like taking Sookie out of the ensuing verbal fight. <laughs> yeah. Getting worried about the Hep V stuff. But uh, still, he stands up and gets shot by some dumbass in the woods whose name is Lou, who Andy and Jason then proceed to terminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> Uh, can't make up for killing Alcide, though. I mean, one in heart, one in the head. Sookie doesn't want to bring him back as a vampire. The right call. Can you imagine how pissed Alcide would be if he came back as a vamp? Oh, my God. He'd be so mad. Ugh. And he's the kind of guy who wouldn't want to kill himself. Yeah. So just be miserable. Just like Tara. It'd be exactly like Tara. Basically. So she made the right call. And then she even alluded to that. It's like, I've been, I've been, I've been through this before. But I was not ready for him to die. So, and Alcide's, uh... Corpse is smiling the smile of a man finally set free and at peace as we get played out in this episode. And I don't know what was sadder. Um, Alcide dying or watching Anna Paquin or Sookie, I'm not sure who, <clears throat> trying to make herself cry over it. Mm. Yeah, fun. she's definitely one of the weak points in the show as far yeah. as performance wise. I think she does fine when she's just being like that cutesy thing. Yeah. But showing mox she's good at moxie and, you know, yeah you know what I, I watched that interview where they had all the cast and crew kind of talking together in uh -huh. a round circle um she's kind of the same person off screen basically exactly the same well granted my sample size of her is basically x-men and and she played the southern bell in x-men too uh, so is that who she is i don't know because i've heard that she's actually done legitimate acting jobs as well my independent film but oh you I've... know what? i did see her in this one movie called blue state and that was pretty good uh no i but again yeah, that's the only sample size and it seems like she plays the same character so she might be i she might be one of those january jones type which she's really great in this very in narrow range <laughs> again and the fact that i've only seen her in x-men and some other show of ill repute on amc you might not have heard of it um bad oh, men or something Low i don't Winter know Sun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> the winter sun. She's like a femme fatale. But I no, I I I kind of agree. She's uh, actually. I think that was the that was my hypothesis. She's terrible. We come full circle back that she's terrible. This episode was great though. This episode was so good. It. it I don't want any. I don't want you to get this takeaway that I didn't like any part of it because I did. No, and the Terry finally getting resolution on. <clears throat> we had an email that basically said if I don't get resolution on Tara. And I think Al Seed and Sookie situation and one other thing, I'm going to be pissed because I feel like they're going to be jerking it. You got everything wrapped up. You got Eric back into the fray. Mm -hmm. You got some prime uh, Eric ass. You got some prime Al Seed ass. I don't think we have much to complain about. That's true. You got a lot of naked lady and not a lot of naked man. Jessica's stubborn refusal to show the goods that's another kind of minor black mark in the episode you're sick <laughs> that's the only reason you're upset about tara dying because you never got to see her naked <laughs> hey ghost tara could be rocking some fine titties you don't know you I don't do know. know i do know uh shall we consider some feedback consider we shall but first we should pay some bills maybe uh, 
Those bills got to need to be paid. Okay. Uh, if you like what we're doing, Cecily and I, you can go support us at baldmove.com slash whoa, whoa. <laughs> got that flipped up and reversed at subbable.com slash subbable.com slash baldmove. S-U-B-B-A-B-L-E. Stop it. Just stop it. Dot com slash baldmove. Uh, you can support us monetarily and you can exchange that monetary support for some cool bald move memorabilia you can make it rain while we dance for you that is not one of the options uh, at least not on the menu i'm open to it <laughs> send me an email we'll talk uh you can also support us by using if you're shopping on amazon using our amazon.baldmove.com it's simple instead of amazon.com you put a amazon.baldmove.com in there it takes you to the same spot, except for now, every time you purchase something on that session, you're also purchasing some love for Bald Move. And it doesn't show up in your shopping cart. You know why? Because it's free. Aww. It's free love. Aww. So please use that link. It helps us out a lot. Please also rate and review us on iTunes. We've got this new podcast. Trying to build a following for it. So if you dig it, please, if any iTunes user, please give us some stars and some kind words. Uh, finally, tell a friend or family member or a coworker or a crazy person on the street about baldmove.com. Just My don't God. do it while we're sitting there. <laughs> My God, we would love to have them. We'll know what to do with them. Uh, let's get to some feedback. Nick B says, regarding the rules of things like vampires and telepaths, I don't think you can expect any internal logic or consistency from the show. That's okay because it's campy and ridiculous and fun, but just to take vampire blood, for example, depending on what the writers needed to do, it's either a powerful psychedelic, a cure-all for any ailment, and a sort of power-up for werewolves. It changes depending on the situation, often several times an episode. I agree wholeheartedly that season one was the best and think things got, started going out downhill after that. Part of the problem is that the show quickly peeled back all the mystique surrounding vampires. One of the show's most iconic scenes is Bill and Sookie meeting for the first time in Merlots. And I, <laughs> I started to go Merlots and I choked up the Merlots and I got a blue. But what I heard was Mersluts. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Merlots. Uh, <clears throat> and how every, everyone in the bar was start staring at the first vampire they'd ever seen. True Blood really hammered at home and Bill went to speak at the Descendants of the Glorious Dead meeting and we saw some of the drawbacks of immortality and Bill's flashbacks to family. It seemed like life really was different for vampires. You fast forward to a couple of seasons and most of the characters are vampires that act like children. They're petty and often incredibly stupid. Their ominous sounding authority is just the dude from Law and Order. And a few minions, they manage to get captured and killed by the ditzy ex-wife of a televangelist. They have awkward teenage phases like humans, and they even cry like them. It's a far cry from season one, when Bill was at the mercy of the magistrate, and vampire society felt like it had weight. I mostly agree with Nick Nick B's take here, because it it does seem like the vampires are... Well, I mean, just look at Eric from season one to this episode. This particular trajectory I'm not exactly thrilled with, and it's because probably they've ran out of things and angles to, store, and to, to tell his story from. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Right, well, <laughs> I don't have on. anything new to add. Nikki P said, great ep- podcast in episode two. Uh, you guys thank have a you. great rapport on air and really work well together as podcast hosts. We would like to think so. Particularly enjoyed the jokes about all the ways Letty Mae might injure herself in the future <laughs> to get more V. I hope that you whisper authority on each intro, Aaron, because it's funny as hell. That is a promise and a guarantee. From? From the... a from the vampire authority. <laughs> there, you did it. Authority. 
She says, uh, I'm so glad the word trifling has found a home in the bosom of bald move years in fandom coin heart and pussylaminous. <laughs> pussylaminous. Uh, thank you. That is very kind, Nikki. And we appreciate the email. Thanks, uh, Nikki, for that. <laughs> Nikki. What? I said, thanks, Nikki, for that trifling ass email. Thanks, Nikolay. Nikolay. That's her new nickname. Mm -hmm. Just did it. Just coined it. Tomica 8 said, just a bit disappointed in your dislike episode two, y'all. I actually enjoyed this one because if you take away the whole clip show thing, Sookie being an idiot and Hep V drama, it's back to basic season one style, uh, being a commentary on bigotry. I enjoyed the failure mayor, the epic fail mayor creating an angry mob scene and the following scene of the idiot town redneck shooting up the police station because it shows the hypocrisy of their ignorance. Maybe it's because I recently rewatched season two with all the Fellowship of the Sun drama, but I find these scenes interesting. Humans don't want to accept vampires mainstreaming and being normal members of society because violence and seduction is in their nature. When Kenya is convinced to give up the guns by being reminded how her job doesn't value her first thing I thought of, was this a human's version of glamoring? Ooh, that's deep. The following scene where they're shooting up the sheriff's station shows how quick the violence humans can be when threatened. The citizens of Bon Tom are no different than the vampires they've hated all this time. Uh, I really like this part of the take. Um, I'm not sure I dig, I don't know, the bigotry angle, I'm not so sure. But then again, I really like what she's saying here about the human version of glamoring. Like the peer pressure and like smooth talk and appeal to you, one's vanity and victimhood. That's that's a pretty good take. Yeah, convincing you that it was your idea. Mm. Yeah, I like that. She says, I don't know. The whole thing just reminds me of when a racist will say most black people are lazy and steal, forgetting they know plenty of shitty white people, too. Mm. I'm just hoping the season stays in a small town. It started because growing up in a small, shitty, mostly bigoted Indiana town. Oh, did I send this message? What the fuck? I relate to this shit and what drew me to this show in the first place. I, too. We, too. We, too, grew up in a small, shitty Indiana towns. Mooresville represent. You're going to rep your city? <laughs> I, grew, <laughs> I grew up in Wanamaker. Wanamaker, y'all. Yep. That that just seems ignorant as hell. Uh -huh. It was. <laughs> She's, it was. Uh -huh. um, she I said, moved there from Queens. I moved from Queens, New York to Wanamaker mm. in Franklin, Central Indiana. Uh, so I don't remember my cultured background at all. <laughs> but I like to tell people I have it. Uh, Tomica continues. Screw the crackpot theory that the whistle came from Sarah Newland taking a shot at you there, Cecily. I like to think the Hoyt became an infected vampire while working in Alaska and now is king of them all. I miss that dude. Alaska? Oh, he got glamored to another town, didn't yes. he? Yes, he did. Apparently to Alaska because that's where everyone goes. When their series is over. Well, you know what? I saw Liam Neeson's go there, and he fought a bunch of wolves, and it was awesome. So yeah, totally. I bet that Hoyt... They should remake that with everyone that goes to Alaska. They should remake The Grey with Aaron Paul. They should remake The Grey with uh, whoever's dumbass corn-fed beef boy that plays Hoyt. Mm -hmm. um, and they should all have the movie... Same premise, but it's, it's different depending on the star. <laughs> Right, like uh, like Aaron Paul or Jesse goes back there and he starts fighting uh, Mexican gangsters. Oh no! I was <laughs> and Hoyt goes out in the woods and fights vampires. No, 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 no! I was thinking that they would go and like Jess Jesse would have this crazy like methed out rat style of fighting, and Hoyt <laughs> would just be useless. You know, Hoyt would just be like, you know, his big hand fist would get stuck in a vampire's mouths and maybe choke a few, but then they'd just rip him apart. But he can take a beating. That's That has been proven to be true. He can't if, take a throat ripping. 
Yeah, he can't take a beating. I don't know. Right. I've never seen them try, so I can't say as to whether he can or cannot take a throat ripping. Right on. Uh, I want to say something about this. Uh, oh, the only thing that I think takes away from the bigotry angle is that I feel like the show mostly shows that most people's deeply held prejudice about vampires are mostly true. Yeah. The vampires that we see are mostly shitty people that if you give them one bad day, will go back to their human eating, torturing ways. I mean, Eric keeps dungeons full of people to feed on in his bar. We've seen all the crazy shit that Bill's gotten up to with his ex. None, they're all, they're, none of them can be trusted. It'd be like if you had a an ethnic or racial stereotype that was universally true. And then you said, well, don't be prejudiced because you think, you know, just, you know, just because of, you know, not all vampires want to suck your blood. No, all vampires want to suck your blood. Some of them, for some of the time, will take true blood as a substitute. Yeah, that's interesting. But they all want to suck your blood. That's that's the thing. It's like it's. Is it's, it a commentary on anything? I don't know, but then you got mainstream Matt, right? That like seems like maybe he truly doesn't want to suck on people's blood, or. But he did. If Sam offered him his arm, which he should have that night, as per. Oh, you know, I guess the, that's true. The verbal contract. So you could still say he still wants human blood. Yeah. He's a totally nice guy, and he's non-threatening, and he's a progressive member of his community, but he still wants to suck your blood. Right. So I just like that's the one thing. It's like okay, yeah, I see the different parallels they're do they're they're playing here, but you know, it seems like there are good valid reasons to distrust vampires in this world. Because at the very even if you get stuck with the good ones, your life gets fucked in 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 the worst possible ways. I mean, look at Sookie and Tara and Lafayette. Not that they were okay and perfect people before they met vampires, and my God, they weren't no, getting but threatened. Who were the good vampires? I was saying like Bill and well, Eric I mean, again, the, quote unquote, good ones. Think about Eddie Lafayette's interactions with Eddie. It was actually human that ruined that for him. Mm, yeah, no, good point. That was a good vampire. That's the only one I can remember. Maybe it's more accurate to say that it's weird that they have that philosophy when all the protagonists seem to live up to the worst of the vampire stereotypes. Mm. I don't know if that weakens the point or not. But, hey, you got us thinking and talking, and we appreciate that. Shauna D said, uh, the actor who played James last season is cast as Elliot Gray, the brother of the main Fifty Shades of Gray character. I never made it past page 45 of those books, so I don't know. Uh, part two, a little book knowledge. It's Hep D in the first season, not Hep V, which we thought, I think we might have talked about. But it was called Ceno AIDS in the first book. Yes. Um, in both cases, Bill explains that it severely weakens the infected vampire for about a month. The danger being that the vampire won't be able to protect himself while suffering from the condition. Hep V got weaponized to be fatal in the last season. So there's everything you need to know about, uh, Ceno AIDS, Hep V, Hep V, Ceno AIDS, Hep V, Hep V, D, Hep D, Hep in the V, Hep in the V. <laughs> That's the part I laugh still the hardest at. <laughs> <laughs> Rewish listening to the podcast. Also love the Arlene voices. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, sweetheart. You are what gets us up in the morning. I did. I I've lost Arlene. It's gone with my my. I'm progressively losing my voice too. Well, you got to keep practicing, just like Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, the DMC, uh, or the D Mike C, or the D Mizzy <laughs> sent us in an email and said one thing that could be interesting might be to have Cecily spend some more time discussing the differences between the books and the show. I'm never going to read the books, but I found the discussion about the quote-unquote book Arlene and the quote-unquote show Arlene very interesting. Maybe have at the end like your tinfoil conspiracies on the Game of Thrones cast. Also, more Arlene voice. 
Maybe do a whole uh, cast in that voice. Comedy gold again. Why, thank you. Well, we just don't have it in us to do it for that long. See, it's already going away. And they would, you'd, you'd, you'd be switching it off 30 seconds in the cast. I would. I couldn't possibly try to compare the books to the show anymore. Really? Like I said, after the first, okay, the first season was pretty true to the first book. But after that, shit went, what do you say? Cross-eyed? Pear-shaped. Pear-shaped. <laughs> Things Close. went pear-shaped. I mean, it just became a completely different story with completely different characters. All it right. didn't even include my favorite character of all time, who was a were-tiger. Okay, so here's what I want. <laughs> here's what I'm going to offer, D. Mizzy, just between you and me. And not this show, because I just thought of this on the spot. Yes, Run DMC. At the end... At the end of the podcast starting next week, I'm going to ask you a random question about <gasps> a topic. And really? I want you to, like, geek out book-wise. Like, I'm going to say, what's the difference between the fairies in the book and the fairies in the television show? Are you – are you? no, I don't because it's getting late and I have to edit this thing. Okay. Next week, we'll get an earlier start and we'll hit it. But does that sound like you're, you're down? Like, you yes. can talk right now if I ask you about the fairy thing, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, look forward to that. That'll be at the end of the cast. Uh, for this next week going forward, C Bland 1084, which I'm not sure what's up with that username, but <laughs> that's the username. So no, okay. There was no name or anything, it was just from C Bland. C Bland 1084. C Bland. Maybe this is a thousand year old vampire we're dealing with. That's oh, the birth, Jesus. that's the date, the year they're born. Uh, from the books, it's true that vampires cannot come into a home without permission. Oh, this is another ball buster or pubic mons buster in your case. <laughs> Uh, but they can still hurt you without coming into your home. They can cr- throw things through throw things through windows. They can set your house on fire. Just start staying in your house is not sure your safety. And Dane R piles on says, uh, "For everyone saying, why don't you stay inside and be safe from vampires? Does anyone remember what happens to the rat trays in season one? The assumption is they did not come outside, but Bill destroyed their house and they died inside. The town folk blamed it on a tornado. Point counterpoint. It was a fucking trailer." <laughs> He just had the blow. Yes, he just had the blow, and that get shit the thing came started apart. rolling and just. Pfft, I exploded. mean, there are infinite ways to lure a person out of their house. I don't know what the rules are about destroying a person's house, but it just seems very untoward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does seem like. But then, so is glamoring someone into an invitation. But they do that all the time. So that's true. I'm not call bullshit on the, the bullshit. Um, Nathan P said the reason why everyone died in St. Elise's and this will sound incredibly stupid. So we get buckled in. He's warning us parenthetically. This isn't just okay. me talking here because the events happening are a quasi parallel storyline to those in our bond. Tom, if there was another Sookie storyline, what's there to say? There couldn't be another Jason and Sam and all our other characters living in the town, experiencing a similar storyline to them. This is fucking cosmic and I'm grooving on it. Yeah. Their town it. could be populated with not just vampires, but with a whole range of shifters, werewolves and fairies do, going, do, 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 going by this thread and by the general true blood logic and facts, i.e. the species Southern America's uh, species most southern american towns would lead to a theory that these different races would be discovered grouped at the threat of vampires and systematically taken down as the town forms its own lynch mob against them in short one saint elise is attacked by hep v vamps but discovers more supernatural supernatural races in their town two going by their most more racist or maxine fortenberry-esque nature they decide to hunt down these different people in a lynch mob Three, the lynch mob goes out at night misguided and stupidly to kill off all the other vampires in company and four everyone dies 
Uh, not sure how credible this theory is, but it's kind of realistic in this universe to think that there'd be other fairies and shifters in other towns who are forced to hide from the rest of them, but are ultimately hunted down due to being different. I love this. I do too. I think it's an incredible thought that the, it wasn't the vampires that V vampires that did this town in. It was the townsfolk themselves. Yeah. Which they threw out the baby, the, the uh, metaphysical baby with the metaphysical bathwater and they got metaphysically hepped in the V (laughs) for the trouble. Yes. Uh, Dave BS said, I just saw a quote unquote news story that Joe Mangiello, Mangiello? the guy who plays Alcide is now dating Sophia Ver- Vergara. <laughs> might <Mangiello>. just <laughs> Might just be me, but I'd trade Suki Stackhouse for Sophia any day. Uh, I've never really what do you got... think? Are you a TNA kind of guy? Oh, well, yes. <laughs> but also, I've never really gotten the Anne Pequin Suki Stackhouse love. I mean, I get it. I understand why some guys do find her attractive. And I'm not saying just to pander to the women listening to the audience no she's super cute there's tons of hot women in the show she's not in the upper echelons for me oh yeah they have all kinds of different types and flavors of women yes all of the kinds taste the rainbow (laughs) as it were the crushed velvet rainbow just stay tuned (laughs) there's many more to come like the weather in the midwest the coups will change you just wait 15 minutes (laughs) Uh, that's all we got. If you'd like to send us more feedback, you can do so at trueblood at baldmove.com. You can also participate in our show threads each week on facebook.com slash baldmove. And you can follow our latest releases on Twitter at baldmove. But if you say anything to Jim about True Blood, he might fuck with you. I don't know what he'd do, honestly. He'd probably just not respond. He might do a question mark. Or he might just, you know, depending on what he's been doing that night, he just might fuck with you. <laughs> I would advise against it unless you like that kind of thing. I am pro fucking with Jim. No, God, don't say that. Don't say that. Send him all the tweets. No, don't do that. All of the tweets. No, do not. As as your co-host, I command you. (laughs) Lay off of the human podcaster. Um, Cecily. That's it. Uh, Until next week, next Tuesday, we'll see you on another podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye-bye.